Hello, this is Reverend Erechehim. I'm glad to come to you through this medium. As you listen to the word of God today, I pray that you will be impacted, your life will be transformed, and you experience God. Kingdom blessings. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's bow and pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your word. We ask that you shall speak to us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning, I'm speaking on making an impact. Last week, I did making an impact on purpose. But this week, I'm doing making an impact servanthood. Or maybe servant leadership for that matter. So let's turn to our key scripture for the month. Acts chapter 13, verse 36. For David, after he has served his own generation by the will of God, he fell asleep and was buried with the fathers and saw corruption. So last week I thought that I think that what I dealt with was really more of the will of God. But today I want to look at the service aspect. Servant leadership is not about making names for ourselves. It's about making God's name known. Whether you are in the church, whether you are in the corporate world, whether you are in the business world, your, your purpose is to make Jesus Christ and the Lord known. So you can be selling car parts, but be so genuine that people can say that you are a Christian. And that's impact. Amen? It's about making God's known, having ability to love and respect people in our care also. So when there are people in our care, we must also understand that we must take care of them and we must use our authority given to us by grace. Amen? So no matter what you serve in an organization as a CEO, can be a, be a drama in the band, a volunteer church. Everyone is leading someone. So that means that our lifestyle is leading somebody. How we behave ourselves is teaching somebody. The Bible says that, and Jesus began to teach and to do. So it's not only teaching, it's not only saying, but the way you act also shows the kind of person you are. So how do we become a servant leader? Let's go to Matthew chapter 20, verse 25 to 28. This is how Jesus describes it. So we are going to use Jesus' word as the basis, and it's in the NLT. Let's go to the NLT. Will you help me quickly? But Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, you will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be the first among you must become your slave. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve others and give his life as ransom for many. So this very text was when the mother of John and James came to see Jesus that 
I want one of my sons to be your chief of staff. And the other one should be your secretary. Because these are people who they saw them full and they did well. And the mother wanted them to feel very important places. And the Bible says that when the others got to know, they got angry. So Jesus began to teach a very important lesson. Any leadership role, anywhere you will find yourself, is for service. It's not to lord it over them. It's for service. So, as a CEO, it's for service. You own a business, it's for service. Because it's even a pride that you are feeding people from the business you are running. Very, very important. So, the Bible says that these Gentiles lord it over them. And one thing in the kingdom is that whatever God gives us to function in, we shouldn't lord it over people. You shouldn't come into a space and people have to be kneeling down. Then you have an identity crisis. That's the fact of the matter. Is somebody hearing me this morning? So, in which way? Number one, integrity. Integrity. Psalm 78 verse 72. Talking about David. So he shepherded them according to the integrity, New King James, the integrity of his heart, and guided them by the skillfulness of his hand. Anybody who will be a servant, the first thing you must know is that as a servant leader, you must have integrity. It's the most important thing. It's the most important. It's your foundation of your leadership. So every foundation of leadership is built on integrity. Jesus calls us to walk in the ways of righteousness and justice because the throne of God is built on righteousness and justice. Our actions should reflect our faith. If we are true servants of God, you can't undermine others to rise in your office. You can't cheat your way to the top. Integrity. You can't push people around. Am I speaking to somebody here this morning? Integrity is an intentional lifestyle reflecting an overall track of record of honesty and good character. Sometimes as human beings, we fail and we stumble. But the very important is that we must rise back and retrace our steps. That from now on, this is the lifestyle. You can't be getting old and be living like a 30-year-old person. Hmm? No. And a true servant should be able to go to God and say, God, this is my mistake. This is my weakness. Deal with me. Help me. And you take steps to move on. Is somebody hearing me here? Very important. Am I speaking to somebody? Living a life of integrity, especially in the face of challenges and temptation, is a witness that you love God. When you can do anything contrary to the word of God, but you didn't do it. 
So everybody who wants to make an impact by servanthood, the first thing is integrity, is your foundation. Number two, humility. Humility. Colossians chapter 3. Verse 12. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering with one another, forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against his brother, even as Christ forgave you, so must we do. Hmm. Uh, well, let's read it again. Let's, read it. let's all read it. So let's go and read. Okay. Therefore, as the elect of God, beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, bearing with one another, forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint in their husband. Now, the word humility comes from the word humus. Humus is dead. Humus is sand. Humus is anua. Okay. I don't know what the phrase call it. But humility comes from that word. And one of the things that we must learn as leaders is that you must be humble to listen to other people. So you're in a team, you're working. Don't become prideful that you know everything. It is easy for us to be addicted to power and authority attached with leadership. So the business is not running well. You go to a corporate meeting, maybe board meeting, but you are still stubborn. I own the business. I, 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 I am the... And by the grace of God, we have a church council in this church. Everything has to do with project. Spiritual things are my assignment. Project and projections and everything. The council will meet. Sometimes I have an idea, but before we finish the meeting, they put everything into perspective. They put everything into perspective. I have my idea. So you must be humble enough. Many Christians don't want to learn from anybody. Humility makes you learn. Humility makes you follow. Humility makes you follow. Listen to those who lead us. Listen to somebody who might not. And sometimes I can make a joke. Your gate man knows so much about your business, your life that you think you know. And it comes from the fact that you want to be yourself. Anybody who has pride problem is an identity crisis. There was, I was telling Dr. Blometi on Friday that when he came around that, there was a testimony I read from his page. Let me, just listen to me. That some people were looking for, accommod, looking for accommodation in the building he has at the motorway. And the man came in, they said, who is there? They said, uh, let me help you. He walked them around. It was when they finished and they were doing the payment before they knew that he was the owner of the property. But he was serving as somebody who is like a receptionist. Humility. 
And it's very key. Learn from people. Know that you don't know all. It means to be down to earth. Don't keep airs around you. By the grace of God, I thank God. Anybody can walk into my office. Anybody can call me if I'm less busy. <laughs> yes. What is it? So it's not what we drive. It's not what we wear. It's not where we stay. No. May people be comfortable in your presence. Ah. And I've met people like that. I've met people like that that they are big, they are very huge, but you are in their presence, you are not intimidated. I don't want to mention their names. Number three, resilience. Resilience. Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 1 and 2. Let's all read it from the screen. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore also... Wait. And sin... run with endurance the race set before us verse 2 looking unto Jesus who was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and sat at the right hand of the throne of God so this very text is looked at as our life as Christians is a race. Now, 100 meters is about probably nine minutes. But if you are doing marathon, nine seconds, yeah, nine seconds now. So, nine seconds. But you are doing something like <laughs> 18 kilometers. It talks about you being resilient. And our Christian walk is not 100 meters dash, nine seconds. It's a, a life and a pursuit of a long distance thing. And in our journey in fulfilling what God has called us for, we must have spiritual endurance that we can thrive in challenging moments. So it's very important. So every weight, anything that, because you can't run with weight. Some people do it for endurance to just build muscles and all that. But there are some weight you must drop. And there are some battles that we are fighting because of the weight you are carrying. But when you drop those weight, you can fight the battle and succeed. Somebody hear me here. So in life, there are going to be challenges. If you don't have challenge in this world, then you are not living. Is somebody hearing me? So our journey, that's why sometimes I want us to all understand that our faith will be tested. Our faith will be tried. But you must look unto Jesus. The author, the one you gave your life to, 
and the finisher of your feet. For the joy that was set before God, Jesus Christ was not looking at the cross alone, but he saw what he will be that at mention of his name, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess, and you sit at the right hand of the Father. So God showed him a picture. So when God shows you your vision, when God shows you your destiny, normally God will always show you your purpose and it comes in the vision that you must drive towards. So first you have purpose. That's why I spoke about purpose last Sunday. But a vision gives you one-on-one what to do every time to get to where you are. And when you see the purpose, you're ready to pay the price. It does not mean you will not fall. It does not mean you will not make mistakes. It does not mean things will not attack you. It does not mean that your business deals will be all hunky-dory. Does not mean people can come into your life in a deal and you, a lot of things will be gone. And but you must have resilience because if you watch all the people who we see as millionaires, it didn't just come, but they can tell you the downtime they had. And sometimes when Christians have a downtime, then they have a problem with God. God is not listening to me. God doesn't believe. I don't believe in God anymore. And somebody comes and tell you that you can go here and do a quantre quick. You go and sell your soul. One, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death. So there are times when even you pray, God does not hear you. Hey! Hey! Who bombards are you? Pray, but I see the man doesn't listen. And when that period comes, it tells you that he's telling you that wait and accumulate the prayer. Accumulate a prayer because what you want to give is bigger than that prayer you were asking. Because he's able to do exceedingly abundantly far above whatever we ask or think of. So with resilience, we, we can only do that when we look unto Jesus. So anytime you are going through a crisis, look to Jesus. What did he go through? I think sometimes that's one of the movies I find difficult to watch, The Passion of Christ. Uh, I find it very difficult to watch. But look at what he went through. But the third day. So I want to encourage everybody, no matter what happens in our world, number one, you will not deny God. Number two, you will not give up on yourself. We've all made some silly mistakes. point where you will not give up on yourselves. Amen? Number five. East. Number four. Okay. Still worship. First Peter chapter four verse ten. To 11. Let's all read it. Each one has received a gift, minister to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it with the ability God, which God supplies, 
that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, in whom we belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Still worship. Last week I spoke a bit about that. But you must remember that everybody has been given a function. And operate in your function according to your grace. And you see, we must accept people when they have grace more than this, we must recognize it. No, no, no. The person is better than you. The person is, is, has capacity more than you. So don't go and stand or try to do things as if you are competing with the person. Can you imagine if all of us were the same? If all of us looked like me? Hmm? Would you know the difference? If everybody looked like me and every woman looked like my mother, because I look like my mother, so today's Monday. Huh? Will you know the difference? No. We all have given different graces. That is why one of the key things I tell people is that know your blueprint. There are things you are not called to do. Don't push yourself. There are things you are not qualified to do. You might have some experience in that area, but don't push Still worship. When we talk about still worship, I just went to the, web, the Marian Webster Dictionary. It says that the careful and responsible management of something entrusted into your care. Continue, <laughs> dear. It's not for you. It's not for you. It was entrusted into your care. Even our children. They were entrusted into our care. So if you have a business acumen, it was entrusted into your care. If you have a music gift, like we have in this house, it was entrusted into your care. So nobody should say that when I leave the band, I leave the choir, nobody can sing like me. God will replace you in two weeks. I'm telling you. So let them be good stewards of the manifold of grace. Let him who speak the oracles of God, if anyone, let him do it with ability God supplies, that all things may be done, may be done, glorified to Jesus Christ. Because, so if you don't have the capacity to prophesy about something, you know, there are, there are levels of the prophetic ministry. There are things that you can enter because of the calling on your life. You are a young prophet. You are starting prophesying about things. That does not stay in your purview. You are a young businessman. You are trying to jump and do something that because you receive one contract and most of your colleagues bring range over to the site. So you took a contract and you have not started a contract but you won't buy a range over. So still worship means that God has placed things into our hands and a servant leader must see people as vulnerable to God. Oh yes. <laughs> you must see people. Everybody who is alive because thank God for what Bob Marley says that the only way we should be judged. You are looking at my face. <laughs> it should be the color of our eyes. 
not the, because our pigmentation is black, red. Red. <laughs> and then just look at the vices. Amen? Yeah. So, everybody's. And I'm not disputing the fact that we must not respect people by honor and by what they have achieved. Don't go around and say, bigger, all of us are the same. No, 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 no. It is, it, it, is, it is foolishness to do that. Excuse me to say that. So every leader sees himself. So when, do you know something? When, Raphael, you sing and people are blessed, it's to the glory of God. I come to church, I preach, people send me a message, say, Pastor, you just spoke to me. It's to the glory of God. That's what you must look for. You finish your work in the office as an accountant. Your boss says, this is good. It's to the glory of God. You cook, watch it, and people come and buy and they eat. And they say, the watch is nice. It's to the glory of God. Because everybody has been giving something. You are a steward. You are a steward of your talent, of your time, and of your money. Praise the name of the Lord. All right, number three, I want to really, number, number five, rather, sorry. I want to talk about empathy. Empathy. One leadership quality for impact is to be empathetic. Romans chapter 12, verse 14 to 15. Romans chapter 12, verse 14 to 15. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Hmm. The first portion is not easy. What is it? Bless those who uh, uh, I'm telling you it's not easy. I'm a human being. It's not easy. But the Bible says so. Then let's go to the next verse. Bless and do not curse. One of the things you should never do is to curse people. It's dangerous. Because the same word you speak against the person will turn like a boomerang against you. No. Everything has its consequence which we all pay for. But never open your mouth to curse anybody. And it's very funny that in this country people can go to uh, reverse and do those things anyway. And he says that rejoice with those who rejoice. So somebody's wedding should be happy for the person. If somebody is weeping, you have to be happy. And one aspect of us making an impact is that many a times we do have empathy for people. Sometimes people make mistakes and it's like they deserve what they are going through. But empathy is very key. I watched a video which, which really um, has remained on me. And when I was preparing the sermon, I wanted to share. I saw this, I think it's around Asian country. The guy was pouring petrol on himself to light himself. Then all the people at the bus stop moved away. It was a homeless man who came to take the light lighter from his hands. All right, if you have built yourself to death, 
and took the gallon. I don't know if some of you watched that thing. Me, for me, it shows empathy. And where he came from? A homeless person. A homeless person. All everybody was running away. And let me say something to you, life. There are people around us who might go through pain, who might be going through crisis. Sit with them. The Bible says when Jesus entered Lazarus's house, he sat down and wept. That was the shortest scripture. And Jesus wept. Empathy. Show mercy on people. Don't be callous. Don't be wicked. Treat people with dignity. Don't, don't, don't. You see, the human, the human, our, our, you see, we are in the image of God. So anybody that you don't treat with dignity and empathy, then you are coming against God. And God will come after you. Oh, God will come after you. That's why we live in a neighborhood that says the person is a wicked person. How, that, how do they end? Sometimes they are deserted. We must have empathy. And let's visualize people in their problem as if we are the one there. Number one, to make you pray for them. Number two, you can stretch out your hand and support. Every great leader must have empathy. That's why we do all the stuff we, around the end of the year. We support people. There are people in this church that we are I mean, I don't want to talk about. We pay fees in this house. We pay fees in this house. We do all kinds of stuff. We sponsor people. We take care of people sometimes. Hmm? Empathy. And you must be. In your life, don't treat people because they are in trouble. I don't know about you, but one day I was driving and I was around the police station around the airport and I saw this young lady carry things and I told myself that it could have been me. It could have been me. And I was just... When you go to buy things from those people by the roadside, don't, don't squeeze them. Don't squeeze them. Rather be generous. Because some of them, that's what will depend upon for the whole day. So you are buying shoe polish and the shoe polish is, sometimes they also increase the price. <laughs> and they say 50 CDs, but you notice that it's around 10, 10 CDs or 20 CDs. How dear? Because 30 CDs will not make you poor. It's a CD you have so. Yes, it will not make you poor. When you have people in your neighborhood who are struggling, it shouldn't be only in December that you should bring clothes. Call people into your house and give them clothes. Be empathetic. Am I speaking to somebody here? That makes you make, make an impact. Too. That, that is what makes you... The impact is not you standing up on a, on a, a, a political uh, stage or presidential stage for you to make an impact. In your community, you can be a voice of love, a voice of care. In your office... You can be helping to people. Amen? Am I speaking to the church here? So when I talk about impact, we must remember that God must give us empathy. When somebody's struggling, help. Help. But be very discreet and be wise about it because some people do take advantage of the person who has a, a very generous heart and have the gift of mercy. Amen?
So I want to admonish all of us that to make an impact, we must have the heart of servanthood. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. Let's stand up and pray. Oh, let's, well, let's pray. Let's commit ourselves into God, in the hands of God. Let's pray that God will help us to fulfill what he has called us to do. In the name of the Lord Jesus, lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Lift up your voice and pray. Pray for yourself that God will give you the heart of a servant. That all the opportunities, all the things that God has blessed us with is to serve our generation. Is to make an impact in people's life. Our gifts, our calling, our talents, our treasure. It's not to destroy people, but to build people up. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, I give you my heart.